0: God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the first episode of the Christian Saints podcast. My name is Darren Ong, and I am a mathematician from Malaysia. All music in this episode was created by my good friend, James John Marks, of Generative Sounds. In this podcast, we will explore the lives of the Christian Saints, from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. For the first episode, in commemoration of All Saints Day, let's first discuss the concept of sainthood in general. Who are the saints, and why are they important? I used to see religion only in terms of ideas, doctrines, beliefs, I am a mathematician, so abstract thinking comes most naturally to me. But when you learn Christianity, it becomes evident early on that this is a God who loves people, a God with a deep interest, care, and compassion for humans. He created us, he delights in us, he came down to earth to become one of us. God also works with us. He could have ruled creation himself, but instead told Adam and Eve to rule with him, to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing. He could have rescued the Israelites from Egypt himself, but instead chose to work through Moses. He could have written the Bible himself, but instead spoke through the writings of prophets, poets, and apostles. And he could have redeemed the whole world by himself. But instead he chose to work through us, what Paul calls the body of Christ, the people in his church. So I felt that, to really know this God, I needed to learn about not just the theology of Christ, but the people of Christ his community, his church, the men and women we come to know as saints. When the word saint appears in the Bible, it refers to every Christian. Anybody who is baptized and decides to follow Christ is a saint. But occasionally, the church decides to recognize certain Christians as saints. Uh, The Roman Catholics call this process canonization, The Eastern Orthodox call it glorification. For an Anglican perspective, I will quote from Father Miles Hickson of Holy Cross Anglican Church in Knoxville in the United States. He is the co-host of the Sacramentalist podcast. Uh, They released an hour-long episode about saints recently on September 14th. I encourage you to check it out. This is part of a reflection he wrote on the Anglican Compass website on All Saints Day. The saints, the word means holy ones, are those knit together in Christ's mystical body, the Church. This is a gift given to us from our gracious God. We become a saint when we are baptized into Christ. His holiness sets us apart and makes us holy as well. His holiness is not static though, It is alive and active. It is the Holy Spirit whose job it is to transform us and conform us to the image of Christ. A saint, then, is someone on the journey of becoming by grace, but God is by nature, holy and perfect. I think evangelicals would agree with this. Every Christian is a saint, and will become like Christ when he returns. Anglicanism pushes even further. While agreeing that everyone who is baptized and believes is a saint, we also recognize that there are those in whom the image and holiness of Christ is abundantly manifested. These we boldly label as saint so-and-so. I say boldly because calling someone a saint in this regard is more than an honorary title, It is a powerful proclamation about God's ability to take someone dead in their sins, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and make them alive in Christ. In other words, to venerate a saint and observe his or her feast day is nothing more than to venerate the all surpassing power of Christ himself. That is why we observe the feast days of saints and a day like all saints. It reminds us of our own sainthood given to us in baptism, it calls to mind Christ's work among our brothers and sisters departed this life in holiness, and it even serves as an invitation to us, to go and do likewise. As the Collect for All Saints Day puts it, we remember the saints and pray that God will grant us grace, so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living by grace alone, the saints have embodied divine love, so much so that we can hold them up as role models for discipleship. Their life and witness calls us to continue progressing along the path of perfection in Christ. If we do this, we too might be remembered as saint so-and-so. As I mentioned earlier, Father Hickson wrote this article as a meditation on the Collect for All Saints Day. A collect is a prayer that commemorates a particular holy day in the church. That's a term that the Anglicans and Roman Catholics use. And this collect is for All Saints Day, which is a day where the Anglican and Roman Catholic churches celebrate. All the saints together. Uh, This happens on November the 1st. Uh, Let's now see what that collect says. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Roman Catholics have their own collect for All Saints Day, and it is a little different. One significant difference is that it mentions the intercession of the saints, an idea that the Orthodox and the Roman Catholics hold to, but is a little bit controversial in Anglican circles. This idea that the saints can pray for us, intercede for us, So it's common practice in these more traditional churches to ask for a saint to pray for you, just as you would ask a living member of your church to pray for you. As it says in James, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So let's hear this Roman Catholic collect for All Saints Day. Almighty ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. The Eastern Orthodox Church does not celebrate All Saints Day on November the 1st, rather they have a feast called the Synaxis of All Saints which is more or less the same thing but occurring on the Sunday after Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is the day celebrating when the Holy Spirit came down upon the church and positioning All Saints Day or the Synaxis of All Saints right after that reminds us how the Holy Spirit acts in men and women of faith. The Orthodox also have a commemorative hymn for that day. Uh, They call their hymns Tropars or Troparians. The Eastern Orthodox Tropar emphasizes a little more the martyric nature of the saints' lives, the fact that a lot of these saints had to die for their faith. A lot of the earliest saints in the Christian calendar were martyrs, those who were persecuted and were killed because of their belief in Christ. So let's read the troparion for the Synaxis of All Saints. As with fine porphyry and royal purple, your church has been adorned with your martyr's blood shed throughout all the world. She cries to you, O Christ God. Send down your bounties on your people, grant peace to your habitation, and great mercy to our souls. For more of an Eastern Orthodox perspective on the saints, I am going to read a homily by one of their great theologians, the 14th century Saint Gregory Palamas. Let us call to mind the martyrs' superhuman struggles, how in the weakness of their flesh they put to shame the evil one's strength disregarding pain and wounds, and keeping the confession of faith in Christ in its integrity, complete, unharmed, and unshaken. As a result, there were bestowed on them the incontrovertible wisdom of the Spirit and the power to work miracles. Let us consider the patience of holy men and women, how they willingly endured long periods of fasting, vigil, and various other physical hardships as though they were not in the body, battling to the end against evil passions and all sorts of sin, in the invincible inner warfare against principalities, powers, and spiritual wickedness. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. They wore away their outer selves and made them useless, but their inner man was renewed and deified by him from whom they also received gifts of healing and mighty works. When we think on these matters and understand that they surpass human nature, we are filled with wonder and glorify God who gave them such grace and power. For even if their intentions were good and noble, Without God's strength, they could not have gone beyond the bounds of their nature, and driven away the bodiless enemy were clothed in their bodies. That is why, when the psalmist and prophet declared, "God is glorious in His saints," he went on to say, "He giveth strength and power unto His people." Psalm chapter sixty-eight, verse thirty-five, in the Septuagint. Carefully consider the force of these prophetic words. Whereas God, according to the psalmist, gives all his people strength and power, for he shows no partiality, he is glorified only in his saints. Almighty ever-living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray through the prayers of so many intercessors and abundance of the reconciliation with you for which we earnestly long. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. The purpose of this podcast is largely devotional. I am doing it to learn more about the saints and I hope to learn to live in a more Christ-like way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, St. Paul says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. We live in an age with so much cynicism, so much hopelessness. We are enveloped by bad news. I love learning about the saints, because in contrast of what's happening in this world, their stories are so uplifting, and they serve as a reminder How even as bad as things are, as bad as things can get, it is possible to live lives filled to the fullness of hope, joy, and love, if we choose to follow the way of Christ. In this spirit, I found this sermon by Pope Francis on All Saints Day 2016 to be very inspiring. So, this is the end of Pope Francis' sermon. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, this is the way of holiness, and it is the very way of happiness. It is the way that Jesus traveled. Indeed, he himself is the way. Those who walk with him and proceed through him enter into life, into eternal life. Let us ask the Lord for the grace to be simple and humble people, the grace to be able to weep, the grace to be meek, the grace to work for justice and peace, and above all, the grace to let ourselves be forgiven by God, so as to become instruments of His mercy. This is what the saints did. Those who have preceded us to our heavenly home, they accompany us on our earthly pilgrimage. They encourage us to go forward. May their intercession help us to walk on Jesus' path and to obtain eternal happiness for our deceased brothers and sisters. with a reading from the Book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. This passage is John's vision, where he sees the community of saints in heaven. This is one of the Bible readings the Anglicans assign for All Saints Day. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes.